0: Episode 11, Project Freelance. Let's do this. What's up, guys? My name is Kay Anagonio. If you are new to this podcast, what is up? Please go back in time. There are 10 other podcasts before this one. And if you like the podcast and you haven't given it a rating or left a comment or shared it with people, please, please do it for the children. Do it for my cats. Do it for the cats that need the Friskies food. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. But hi welcome to project freelance this week i'm going to be talking about the fundamentals of photography and videography specifically but these fundamentals can also be applied to other mediums such as music and or any other freelance style so in the past few episodes i've talked a little bit about education and specifically my education and as the podcast continues i will be bringing guests on and i'll obviously be asking them about their opinions on education because some people studied like I did. I have a bachelor's degree in film production, but other people didn't study at all. And they are very, very successful. So it's not only a matter of, you know, personal preference, whether you study or don't study, it's also obviously a matter of money and all those things. But at the end of the day, you do not have to go to school to study how to be a creator I mean, if you look at, like, Picasso, Picasso didn't go to school to learn how to paint. Picasso just started fucking painting. That's what he did. So that's what you do. Just pick up a camera, start shooting. It's so it's so much easier than people think it is. People, like, try to go into this with, with such a it's impossible mindset that it holds you back. And that's ultimately what leads a lot of people to fail. And I obviously don't want you to fail because... I'm making this podcast for you so that you don't. Well, hopefully, hopefully you don't. But a huge part of this education thing is whether you want to study the textbook rules or if you want to go your own way and kind of figure it out as you go. And nothing, there's nothing wrong with either of those. They're both great ways. And I kind of learned both ways. I kind of learned, you know, I learned all of my hands on stuff in my own time because a textbook can't teach you how to be creative. Like I said, like a a school can't necessarily teach you what your creativity is going to look like. That's something that you have to come up with. Even if somebody says like, film this like this, it's still going to look different because you're going to film it differently. And that's just, that's just how school works when it comes to, you know, film and photography specifically. So uh, like I said, I studied, but there are a lot of creators out there that I know personally that didn't study. Some of them didn't even go to college. And like I said, like, that's just all up to, you know, there's various reasons for it. personal preference, money, whatever it is, or you just, you know, want to jump right into it. But there are people that don't want to like like, stray from the textbook. The textbook rules the fundamentals of photography and film because they feel like that's the way it should be. They're very traditional, old school. And yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but there are people that are, you know, <laughs> talking about things that are and shooting things that are so outdated i mean if you look at hollywood hollywood is like 20 years behind on the times and i'm not only talking about the way things are filmed and the things that are filmed but hollywood is also behind like with political correctness as well and who they're casting as certain characters and we've seen this unfolding over the past few years people have been speaking up about it which is fantastic but my point being some creators are very old school and very traditional and will not stray from the textbook rules of, you know, how to film something, how to set a frame up, how to position a model, how to use the, like the rule of thirds and all these different technical technique words and things. It's not, it's not something that you necessarily need to know but it is nice to know you know for conversation's sake and for you know knowledge sake honestly like I didn't necessarily understand what the different parts of the camera were even though people were pointing them out in a textbook and saying this is this and this is this and this is what this does but I didn't get it until I got my hands on it so textbook rules and fundamentals don't really mean anything until you apply them. So just keep that in mind if you are wanting to go the route of getting a degree for film or photography or even for music if you want to go to like a place like MI, Musicians Institute in Los Angeles or wherever you want to go. If you want to go to FITM for fashion, if you want to go to Berkeley for whatever, you know, like wherever you want to go, you have to remember that if you're studying something creative, those fundamentals of that art are great and they're great to know and they're very useful and helpful to know when you are creating things but you cannot teach creativity and and I'll say that over and over and over again until people understand that you cannot teach creativity no matter how hard you try no matter how many ways you try to teach someone how to be creative you can't do it and I mean Orson Welles said that a film is never good unless the camera is in an eye in the head of a poet and I think that's something that I've carried with me since I first heard that quote and I may not be you know very knowledgeable about Orson Wills but I thought that quote was very very impactful and very important for me as a creator because it's very true you that's what I mean by you can't teach creativity your creativity has to come from your mind and your mind has to be, you know, (laughs) predisposed to being creative, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I just, I wanted to share that quote with you guys because I thought it was super fantastic. But some of the fundamentals, because I'm sure some of you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm just going to go over some of these things. And some people might not Consider these fundamentals, but these are just some of the things that I've learned over the years of filming and creating and studying film and photography that I think Are some good examples of rules or fundamentals that should be broken every now and then So one of the first things I wanted to talk about is using a tripod and I know this sounds ridiculous, but um, some people Some people prefer to use tripods for a majority of their shoots and others hate using tripods. But again, tripods depend on what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. And it's up to personal preference. But for me, people ask me how I get my photos to look so cinematic. And my answer to that is one, I try to take pictures of really cool shit. Um, So, I mean, I try to take very cinematic you know, styled photos of very cinematic things and events and people. That's just, I don't know. I think, I think living the life of a filmmaker through my photography gives me that like cinematic perspective. Um, and I think, I think that's a huge part of my creative style. Um, and secondly, I figured out over the years that a camera is not a camera. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it again slower a camera is not a camera yeah I know it sounds crazy but to me a camera has never been like a metal or you know like it's never been just an object to me and I do say that it's a tool but more than a tool it's always been like an extension of myself See, I plan my shoots backwards. Pretty much everything I do, I I see it backwards. I plan it backwards. Whether it's film, photography, music, business, finances, anything that I'm doing, I, I reverse engineer my goals, essentially. So I see whatever the project is, when I'm first coming up with concepts for it, I visualize it as a product that is already completed. I see it as a photo that's already been taken and edited and submitted to the client, and they love it. The reason I do this is because that puts a goal in my mind, and to me, it's like putting an idea out in the universe. And I know people say that uh, putting things out in the universe leads to good things happening, and I'm not going to argue with that because, I mean, it's proven pretty accurate in my life so far, and so I'm going to continue living that way, but... I have to work backwards, not only because because that's just how I do things, it's it's a way for me to figure out how to unwrap the film pieces of that video, or it, basically I'm trying to take the, the computer apart and then put it back together, that's essentially what I'm doing, I have the finished product, but I'm going to take it apart to its very initial first step, and then build it back up and put it together and then show everyone the finished product and this podcast is actually coming out when it comes out I'm actually releasing a music video that I filmed for an Orange County based band called The Frequency Within and last night I went to a live show that they held for a premiere of that music video and I had never been a part of anything like that and it was so cool to see people watching my music video and reacting to it live in person because i've never had that i've never seen people react to my you know my work in person other than like me showing them on my camera real quickly but it was something very very special to me and i hope that i get to do it many more times i want to you know, finish a bunch of documentaries I've been working on and submit them to film festivals and maybe Netflix and some other outlets because I feel like they're very, very important topics to me. And one of my professors, when I was studying, told me something once and it's stuck in my brain and it's something that I have used in all aspects of my life when it comes to my creative works. My professor told me, do not film or for the sake of this podcast, do not create anything that you don't feel is the most important subject that people need to know in the world. And that's kind of why I film documentaries all the time, because I feel like everyone that I meet with an incredible story or that is doing something incredible, I feel like I have to share their story because it It is something so important that I feel the world needs to see it. That's why I mostly do documentaries. But I mean, to be completely honest with you, I'm wanting to work on some other things other than documentaries, like some short films or something like that. I don't really know. I'd love to get involved with like a TV show or editing a TV show would be awesome. But this is just my 2018 goals that I'm just throwing out into the universe. So hoping that something will come of that. Yo, Netflix people, somebody hit me up to edit, please. So another thing a lot of filmmakers and photographers learn when they're studying out of a textbook or when they are first learning photography, learn about this thing called the rule of thirds. And for those of you that know what this is, you can just fast forward because you don't want to hear my probably horribly inaccurate definition of (laughs) the rule of thirds. So uh, please feel free to comment below and let me know where I messed up, but still give me a five-star rating on this podcast so that I can get more people to hear it and get more guests on it. And also, please share it with anybody that you think would be very cool to be on the podcast. I don't want people that aren't going to be cool on the podcast. I want cool people. So let me know who you guys want to have on here, and uh, I'll see if I can make it happen. So the rule of thirds. Basically, when you look at a frame in a in a camera or whatever, even on your computer or on your phone, if you turn your phone sideways or vertical it doesn't matter. So, the rule of thirds, basically, if you split up your screen into, you divide it into three parts horizontally and vertically. So, essentially, you're making a grid with nine squares. So, on that grid, where the lines intersect and like meet to make like that square corner, that is you know, uh, textbook style. Basically, they say that if if you put your subject in one of those points, that is the most interesting place that you could put them visually. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what it has to do with our brains and the way we see things. But somebody somehow found out that by dividing a frame into nine squares... And putting the subject in one of these points, you could make a more interesting visual. I don't know how they came up with that or why the reason is, but that's just something that I learned when I was learning about photography and about, you know, creating this kind of work. But fuck the rule of thirds for a second because you don't always have to use the rule of thirds. That's the beauty of film styles. That's the beauty of having so many different techniques and so many different terms for all these film techniques because there isn't one set way to create content. There's no one set way to take a picture and set up a picture and where to place your subject and how to frame it and It's so interesting to see how critical people are. But then if you go on a site like ViewBug, and if you don't know what ViewBug is, head into the description after you're done with this podcast or while you're listening to it if you're not driving, (laughs) and check out ViewBug. I think that's a partner referral code in the description. I don't really know, but click on it. It might help me. It might help the podcast. I don't really know, but... Anyway, click on it down there. Check it out. The app is basically full of photography contests. And they for anybody from amateurs with an iPhone to professionals with $20,000 camera lenses. Anybody and everybody can join these contests and people will create challenges for the community. So the they'll have like a newbie of the month contest. So it's people that are new to the app, to the site. They get to be, you know, they get exposure the first time that they're a part of the site. So it's a really cool way to get the photography community in the world involved in something. And with things like that, with looking at, you know, aspects of photography, like using the rule of thirds or different types of styles, you can see how everybody's perspective and creativity is different based on the entries, Of each contest. So if you go through the contest right now, I know they have one on the Milky Way, they have one on uh, weddings at night that I need to enter a photo into. They have some on like uh, capturing the four elements. So I entered a lot of like fire related photos. So Viewbug is really cool. I I don't know, I don't remember how I found it, but I'm really glad I did. And if you want to know about other sites like that, I know that there's Guru Shots, that's the other one I use. I don't really know about too many other ones that are worth it because a lot of them are paid memberships. Viewbug is like that if you want to go pro, which means you can get into the bigger contests where they give away bigger prizes. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. So the contest prizes, you can win anything from like Adobe Lightroom package you could win uh cameras lenses you could win light boxes and filters and you could GoPros you can literally win so many incredible things just by showing your creativity it's basically like going to an art show and potentially winning camera gear or money they also give away like money for with prizes and stuff it's it's absolutely fantastic and obviously the way they make the money is through those pro memberships which is why they encourage those and right now I'm not actually on the pro membership because I don't feel that my photography is actually worthy to be a part of the category that is pro on Viewbug yet I mean if you go look at some of those people's photographs oh my god it will make you possibly want to quit but don't do that but yeah, Viewbug is absolutely amazing. I'll put the links into the description down below, where I always put all the links, including the links to my social media, which are uh, kanagoniophotography.com and my Instagrams Photography, as well as my Facebook. And my personal Instagram is just at k anagonio. So yeah, be sure to hit me up. And if you dig the podcast, when you share it, use the hashtag Project Freelance. Would you know? Cool. So we have rule of thirds. Really exciting. Um, You do not have to follow it. You don't. You really don't. It can make your visuals more interesting, if you will. But it's not like you have to do this or you're not a filmmaker. That's the thing with these fundamentals. Like you you're not you're not locked into this. And that's why this medium is so fun because is because it's not like your typical you know job where you do the same routine you do the same routine every day with like your typical nine to five or whatever even if you're working on a project it's like the same thing but with creators we work on a multitude of things all at once and and all at different times and we never stop working and so I don't know what this has to do with the rule of thirds but basically the funds the fundamentals of the art form that you are a part of you don't have to use them you really don't because like I keep saying, your creativity can't be like stalled or stopped by things like the rule of thirds and adjusting your aperture, which is something else I wanted to talk about because aperture on a camera was something I did not understand. I did not understand what it was or where it was or what it had to do with taking a photo for the longest time, like literally for probably about a year and a half of me shooting. I had no idea what the aperture did specifically. I was like I don't know what it is or where it is but like it's there. It does things with light because I know that's how a photo is made. It's made because light is captured. It captures light. That's what a camera does. You should definitely (laughs) share this podcast with your photography and film teachers because I feel like the things I say are super important because I know what I'm talking about. I don't. I kinda do, not really, a little bit. Okay, so aperture. You wanna know what the aperture is? So the aperture is the size of the opening of a lens. I should have made this a video podcast. Go look on my Instagram. I'll post something on my Instagram. Sorry about apertures for you guys. At K agonio Photography, hit it up. So the aperture is the size of the opening in the lens. So essentially think of a camera lens as an eye, as an eyeball. So When you are in the dark, your pupils get extremely big. They get real, real, real big, right? That's because it's dark and your eyes are trying to adjust to that darkness and the pupil needs to expand, if you will, so that it will allow more light to come into your eyes. That's why it takes time for your eyes to adjust. When you go from outdoors to indoors, it's the same thing if you're shooting with a camera on auto, ISO, or whatever mode even though ISO is a completely different thing than the aperture, don't mix the two up because I did. I had no idea what I was talking about. But regardless, the if you have your camera set on auto, it can also adjust the aperture for you. So when you walk from outdoors to indoors, it will like have to like adjust the brightness to adjust for, you know, the lack of light from inside. But when you're shooting in manual mode, you have to manually adjust this. But the more light that you let in to the camera through the lens, through the aperture, the brighter your image is gonna be. So that's basically what aperture is. It it adjusts the pupil size of the eye of the camera, if you will. So it controls the amount of light that comes into the camera through the lens. That's the aperture. So in the textbook, it shows you that you are, t- it shows you in my studies, I was taught that you need to properly expose things always and you need to get proper white balance and you need to, you have to, you have to, you have to. And they like ingrained it into us and we like had to do tests on it. We had to do projects where they were like, you have to film the rule of thirds. You have to do this and this and this and this. Cool. Stoked that we got to learn the fundamentals, but like I felt like there was a lack of creativity because I, you know, I was restricted to these fundamental rules That's why I am so excited to be done with my studies and have a bachelor's in home production because I can throw all those rules out the window, but like keep them in mind because I want to seem like a smart person when I record podcasts and tell people about lenses and things. Yeah. Oh, speaking of lenses and things, I'm thinking about doing some giveaways, with you guys, uh, through Instagram or through my website, through my mailing list or through the podcast, even we'll figure it out, but I want to give you guys some of my old camera gear because I know a lot of you guys are up and coming and I know a lot of you guys can't really afford to get your own gear right now. And maybe your family is not in a financial uh, standing where they could do that. but I want to be able to do that for you guys and I want to eventually be able to partner with companies like Sony and Canon and whoever else wants to join dji or Samsung or whoever wants to join and sponsor the podcast and and work with me like that I would love to work with them to help give you guys the supplies and the gear that you I think you will need for your journey. so let me know what you guys think about that because it's something that I've been thinking about doing for a little while. Um, yeah, let me know. So I wanted to talk about shooting in manual mode versus shooting in, you know, JPEG mode. And some of you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. And those are basically two different file formats. JPEG is your standard, you know, standard format for a photo. And basically what a JPEG is, it's a processed version of a raw photo. And a raw photo is essentially like a film negative, but it's digitized. So it's a digital version of, you know, your photo of a negative. So it's literally the original, nothing has been done to it. It's completely raw. That's why it's called raw. Um, so some creators prefer to shoot in raw and some shoot in JPEG, some shoot them both. And the reason for these different ways of, you know, saving your files, I don't know why we choose to do things like this. I don't know who decides to use which way, and I don't know what the preferences are, honestly, and I don't know, who, like, who in my group uses what, but I've, I started shooting in JPEG because I didn't know anything else, and then somebody was like, oh, yeah, always shoot in RAW. I was like, oh, fuck, okay, well, now I have to, so now I always shoot in RAW, And by shooting in RAW and JPEG at the same time, you just take up more file space. But some people do that just to send off a quick little test version to, you know, clients or friends or whatever, just to like show them a quick photo. So I want to backtrack real quick and talk about education a little bit more, because I feel like it's important to be as knowledgeable about the medium that you're in as possible, And the only way you can become a master of a craft is by learning from masters. So that's why I I ask everybody that I work for and that I work with, like, I ask them for advice because I want to know what they've done and how they've become successful. So I can, you know, take inspiration from that and guidance from that. So if you do not want to study film or photography or music or whatever it is that you are wanting to do or create... And you're wanting to know how you can learn these fundamentals and how you can learn the standard rules of photography and film and then learn how to break those rules. And you don't want to, you know, go to school or pay for school. It's really quite simple. It's right in front of you probably if you're on your phone right now. Watch YouTube videos. Watch movies. Look at Instagram. Go to an art show. Read a magazine. Like, that, you don't have to... Go learn something from a textbook. You can literally just go watch movies. You can learn how movies, like, there's very similar fundamentals used in every movie, you know? So if you just look at the way things are framed and the way things are, you know, if you just pay attention to movies and watch enough of them and look at enough photography and look at enough content, you'll realize that there are similarities throughout. Pretty much everything that we do. Even if you look at music, there are some similarities within, you know, different songs, different genres. That's just the way things work. But the best way to learn is by doing. So watch a bunch of movies, go make some movies. Just see what you can do. Basically, what you want to try to do is almost incorporate the film style of who you're watching or what you're looking at, so that you can then take inspiration from that and turn it into your own style. And i mean that's why photography and film is so rad because you just get to come up with cool stuff so when should you break these rules when should you break rules of film and photography when should you break the fundamental rules some people will tell you never because then you're gonna say i don't know people are weird you should break the rules when you film as necessary but i will say this this is pretty much the only thing i can really say about when you should break rules remember to film things with purpose not just because not just because <laughs> this is not a productive thing to do and it wastes time because why would you just film, you know, that car drive by just because maybe you'll need a car driving by at some point in the movie. If you don't if you don't need a car driving by in the movie, why would you waste your time and energy and <laughs> your memory on your camera on something that you're not going to use. Film things with a purpose. But if you do have the extra time, obviously shoot away, shoot away, be my guest, but be sure to keep your visual priorities in mind because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. You're here to make a visual, you're here to make something come to life and you don't want to get sidetracked from that because one, it will make the project drag on and two, it might take away from the message of the piece. This has been episode 11 of Project Freelance. Do me a favor. Go learn some rules about your industry, about your craft, and then uh, go have some fun and break those rules. Send me some of your stuff. Send me some stuff on Instagram. You can tag me at Photography and use the hashtag Project Freelance because that's probably where you heard about this. And uh, hey, share it with a friend. Share it with a homie. Share it with your grandma. Maybe your grandma wants to know how to take photos. You don't know. She's got stuff to take photos of, her cats, her plants, her Tupperware. I don't know what grandmas take photos of. But hey, share it with your grandma. She's probably awesome. Tell her I said hey. I'll see you guys. No, I won't. I'll talk to you guys next week on Project Freelance. Later.